Life is a game. Play it well. I'm dying of hunger. I need food. This song is as old as the hills. The sky smiled at me. What am I doing right now? I'm talking in figures of speech. What are figures of speech? Figures of speech are the arrangement of words in such a way that they convey a certain meaning much beyond the words. That is to say, there might be comparisons, there might be exaggeration, there might be giving lifelike feelings to inanimate objects, there might be comparisons with the like, and there might be contradictory statements or situation. But they are expressed so well that they bring out the quality so clearly. Without realizing, we use poetic devices and figures of speech in everyday life. So let's start with the first figure of speech that we are going to discuss today, which is a metaphor. A metaphor is a comparison between two things. When we compare one thing to another and we use like, it becomes a simile. But when we compare something, two things together, and we state them in such a manner that one thing becomes the other thing, then it is a metaphor. For example, the metaphor that I started this audio with, life is a game, play it well. Instead of comparing life to a game with a like, we have brought life and game together so that one becomes the other. Let us look at other examples of a metaphor. I wanted to climb the rock face that day, but night fell in a curtain of darkness. So the curtain of darkness is like a curtain, but night has become the curtain of darkness. The bird song was music to my ears. Jealousy was the sharp knife tearing me apart. These are all very powerful metaphors which convey strong emotions. He carries all the fame and adulation well. He slithered into the gap in the wall dangerous and menacing. The kind of quality this metaphor has is almost as if this person is a snake. My sister is my punching bag, especially when I'm scolded by my parents. So my sister is a punching bag is a metaphor. His words were like a thunderclap. Which figure of speech is this? I think you would have guessed it right. It is a simile. A simile is a very interesting way of presenting a comparison. It sparks your imagination and gets the information across in a very vivid manner. In such a vivid manner that the reader begins to see the scene in his head. You don't have to use the word like, but you can also use the word as because that also brings out the comparison. I am as blind as a bat without my glasses. The rumor spread like wildfire. You must eat well. You are as light as a feather. Her smile like a powerful bulb lit up every corner of the room. Whenever you are writing something and you want to convey a very profound impression of the situation, you might create your own simile and then convey it in a very, very interesting and imaginative way, creating a kind of imagery that's unforgettable. 
There are times when in order to convey what we are undergoing, in order to convey what we are feeling at the present moment, we need to exaggerate a point somewhat to make it more dramatic. The more dramatic it would be, the more interesting it will sound and the more feeling it will convey. So hyperbole is used when you want to exaggerate something. For example, in the sentence, I'm dying of hunger, I need food. I worked so much today that my feet are killing me. This song is as old as the hills. You cannot give a speech like that. You are faster than the speed of light. I have told you a million times that you can't lie. So we see that a hyperbole is a kind of exaggeration where things are enhanced and bolstered to create a very vivid expression of something. The next figure of speech we are looking at is personification, which is a very commonly used literary tool. Personification helps to give qualities to something that is not human, that is not alive, that doesn't really have emotions like nature or something else like an inanimate object like maybe a door, maybe a table, it could be anything. There are many reasons why we use personification. We want to describe something so that other people can understand what we are saying. We want to emphasize a point. We want to highlight something. We want to create an imagery of something. So whatever our reason is, we could use a personification, create one ourselves, and then we could see how that conveys our meaning. If we look at the sentences that I'm going to state right now, the flames licked the house. The sky smiled at me. The mountains beckoned me to explore their tricky paths. The brook whispered a soothing tune. We see that in each case that I've just spoken about, the flames, the sky, the mountains and the brook seem to be behaving like human beings, conveying a certain quality. But at the same time, they're describing the scene so well that you can just see it, you can visualize it in your own mind. Isn't it ironic that today as we are teaching through digital media, we are coming closer to each other, getting to know each other better, much more than when we were face to face. So the next figure of speech that we are looking at is irony. What is irony? It's a situation that seems deliberately contrary to what one expects and therefore it becomes very, very humorous sometimes. Now let's look at a situation where there is a milk booth which is selling sugarcane juice instead of milk. Isn't that ironic? Or a policeman's son who's breaking the law? Or a fire station that's burning down? So these examples of irony tell us that it's amusing to have a situation where the opposite of what we expected happens. Now in literature we have many examples of irony. If you remember the poem Samuel Taylor Coleridge's The Rime of the Ancient Marina, you will remember the lines water water everywhere and all the boats did shrink, water water everywhere nor any drop to drink. Isn't it ironic? that there's water all around, but that they're drying, dying of thirst. Then Mark Antony's speech after the assassination of Caesar appears to praise the assassins, particularly Brutus. But Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. 
So we see that through this ironic statement, Mark Antony has revealed Brutus's true character. So irony is to be used to, as a revelation of something, to reveal something, or as a means to create humor. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom. It was the age of foolishness. These famous lines from Charles Dickens' The Tale of Two Cities are a perfect example of our next figure of speech we are discussing right now, that is contrast. Contrast helps writers and speakers to put their point across strongly. It makes their speech as well as writing dramatic. It heightens the awareness of the audience or the readers towards the events that are unfolding. Let us look at other examples of contrast. There is a speech that was delivered when India achieved freedom. It is called India's Tryst with Destiny and the speaker was Jawaharlal Nehru. At the stroke of the midnight hour, when the world sleeps, India will awake to life and freedom. There is a contrast between the world sleeping and India waking up. We can even create our own examples of contrast. For example, in the line, we act even as they think. You must speak, but I will act. Or if we look at another sentence, while you wash your car every day, don't forget that hundreds trek to the nearest source of drinking water. In this way, we are conveying very, very vivid impressions of situations and events to create a clear articulation of ideas. Let's look at the next figure of speech, which is a paradox. What is a paradox? It's a contradictory statement or a situation that is a little difficult to understand because it contains two opposite facts or ideas. So then why do writers use paradox? Writers use paradox to create a sense of engagement with the readers because they feel that the readers are not satisfied with simple one-layered unidimensional things. They need to discover the various layers in a piece of text so they use paradox. So let's look at a situation which is paradoxical. We look at bears, grizzly bears. Although they are so clumsy in appearance, they can move very very fast. Even if there is a dense forest cover, they can move faster than a horse in those given circumstances of vegetation, which could hamper a horse, so they can be faster than a horse in that case. Also, these bears are very cuddly. They are seem to be very loving, but they are actually very, very dangerous animals, which is a paradox. Let's look at another animal, which is an animal of the wild, the gorilla. The gorilla is an imposing figure and especially in the film King Kong, he's been projected as a very aggressive being. So the gorilla makes sounds like grunting, hooting, chest pounding, but actually it is a peaceful animal and it will not really attack a human being till the human being, human provokes that gorilla. Still, to a large extent, it's a peaceful animal. Now, these are situations which are paradoxical. Now, let's look at a statement that is paradoxical. 
all animals are equal but some are more equal than others this is a line from the book animal farm by george orwell so we find that a paradox helps to make a text interesting it kind of makes it ironic and it creates a feeling of great interest in the readers who want to look at the text more deeply